Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. We are back. And this podcast episode is unfortunately without Kenya. So she's in, she's traveling and she's uh, in transit right now. But uh, we're still going to have a great episode with an awesome person. We're going to interview a music supervisor, someone who I met at the uh, SyncCon conference. And I'm completely looking forward to this interview. So uh, but before we get into that, I want to give us our give you all our music tip. And the music tip is basically to do your research. And I know it seems a little broad, but um, doing your research basically can make or break a lot of the things that you're working on. And so, for instance, like when we went to the conference, uh, we I did my research on on who's going to be on the panels. And um, and I asked pointed questions about topics and things that I needed to know about. And I got a lot more information and got some contacts. And so it, it, it really just helps to make you um, get farther along in what you're doing by doing your research. And so just by researching your, your craft, uh, developing what it is you're working on, even if you're a producer, always learn something new every day, uh, what, something about your, your software program that you're working with. Um, if you're an artist, you're a singer, um, what technique can you learn today or what can you add to your 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 singing your vocal arsenal um learn a new song for your repertoire you know just just always doing your research just doing developing yourself in what you're doing and it it really goes a long way so uh that's our music tip for today and we're going to get into our interview in just a minute um this is going to be uh the interview is recorded so uh, we're going to start it in just a few seconds. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. 
All right, we are back, and we have an amazing guest with us today, uh, and an awesome gentleman who I met at a at the SyncCon conference uh, this past um, December, and um, I was was to- totally looking forward to to getting you on the podcast, man. Uh, this is this is going to be great, and uh, his name is Des Davis, and he's with uh, Deutsch Advertising. And he is the music supervisor over at Deutsch. And um, before we get into all that, what all that is and all the, the business stuff, but um, just just say hello to the folks and 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 basically uh, tell people what what you uh, what your background is mm-hmm. that basically got you into this line of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, first of all, thank you, uh, Will, for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Um, and. Yeah, so pretty much um, the way I got started was I started in the church. You know, um, my family owned a church, so hmm. I was at church all the time, uh, <laughs> in, involuntarily a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of, of the course, times. But um, we were we were in there, so pretty much you know my family we were you know all big into music, and my oldest brother he was a singer. He also played the drums. He played the guitar and just a, a, a really great, incredible um, musician who was self-taught. And that kind of just rubbed off on my my other brother and then also on myself as well. Um, so I started singing at five years old. Mm. Um, and shortly after that, at about eight years old, I started, um, I was a lead singer in the choir. Mm. So I really started to, 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 to get my chops from, you know, just every Sunday and, you know, even you know, when you have a revival, you have church like five, six days a week. So we would pretty much be performing every single day. And, wow. you know, my, my, I started to train my ear and my voice and things like that. And I, I really, um, that's pretty much where my musical talent was birthed. Um, so I, I owe it all to that. And yeah, pretty much I just, over the years, I, I just kept, you know, started to write music and, and things like that and started to develop my craft a little bit more. And I started to want to try out the, uh, the, the, the whole artist thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I started writing at about 11 years old and I wanted to be a rapper at first, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of little Bow Wow. He was actually yep. who I looked up to at the time. Of but, course, um, you know, we, we, we all, we all feel that <laughs> we all feel, feel the pull he, to, to, to be an artist yep. or, you know, get into the the rap game. Yeah. I, I grew up in the same time. I I wanted. To, I got into. It. I had a rap group in high school too, so I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody got to start rapping first before, exactly. you, before you learn that uh, it's, it's not for you. But um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's just kind of where my whole musical background uh started, and, and and since then I've just you know it's just it's just been a part of me. It's just been so natural to you know write music and, and sing and things like that. So that's, that's where my background was birthed. Oh, that's man. I, I didn't know that you were a, a singer. And I, I, now that I hear the the background that you were singing for hours at a time in church, I know yeah. you got some chops all the time, <laughs> <laughs> literally all the time. It was, it was crazy how, how much church we went to uh, now that I, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, right. Right. Mm. So, but, yeah. So do, do you still do some singing? I still do every now and then. Um, I mean, all obviously around the house and, and things like that, but I don't, I don't really, I'm not really doing the artist thing anymore. Okay. I might write here and there, but um, yeah, I've just kind of 
focused on more of the business side of things now. Got you. Okay. Well, yeah, that, let's actually get into that. How, um, how did that come about? Cause I know this is, uh, for some people it's, you know, they're really focused on their, their artistry and their craft, but then, you know, they, they feel actually the pull to, to get into the industry side of things. And how, how did that happen for you? Yeah. So actually, ironically, I was, um, in about 2016, I was in New York working on some music and I was pretty much probably the last time, um, I was out doing, you know, the artist thing. Um, and I ran into, I met a couple of guys out there who introduced me to, um, a guy here in LA and he, he was actually a producer at Deutsch where I'm working at now. Hmm. And, um, he introduced me, you know, to, to the people there. And I, 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 you know, went through the interview process with the, with the music department at Deutsch. But before then I had, I had no clue that, you know, this type of thing existed, you know, music supervision. Right. Right. Um, I never, I never really paid attention to the music and ads and, and things like that. And let alone didn't even know that there was a, a role that, you know, was dedicated towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all kind of brand new to me, but, um, I, I learned, I, I caught on really quickly, you know, right. and, um, learned that I, I love the business side more than I did the, the artist side. So hmm. that kind of just sparked a, a new thing in me. Um, and I decided that I just, I love the business. What aspect do you think, uh, that really, um, made you gravitate, gravitate towards, uh, the biz towards this side of music, especially music supervision, because it's a real specific aspect of of the business. And um, like you said, a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. what what music supervision is, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, what what do you think? What specific aspect of this job that really connected with you? It was more so the the, the combination of um, you know creativity and also the business part. So it was like I got to do both mm. of the things that I love to do. Um, so I still got to be creative, you know, in a sense of going in, sourcing the music, trying to figure out which is going to be the right song um, to fit with the picture. You know, that's a really, really big part of it. Right. Um, and also, you know, handling all the negotiations and the licensing and things like that. Um, and really, you know, with doing this job, I began to learn the ins and outs of the music business. So, you know, it's really I, I tell people that I work in the music business because that's mm-hmm. that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's music and advertising, which is a huge business. Yep. Um, people don't realize. Um, and it, it just, it touched on both of the things that I, that I really, really loved. So that's what made me gravitate towards, you know, this role. Yeah. And we, we teach, well, we talk about that in, in this, in this podcast and I actually teach a course on um, music business. And that's um, what I talk about is that uh, the, the business side is definitely more than what people see in terms of just recording songs and getting them out on the radio and, and making videos and all of that stuff uh, and, and touring. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually break down the numbers, uh, most of the money for artists that, are, that is their air income is, is through performance and touring. Mm-hmm. And the second most mm-hmm. money that they make is through licensing. 100%. So um, you, you're, you're a, uh, you're on the you're basically the the big side of the the money side where the the artists are making their money. Mm-hmm. So the the music supervisor is pretty much one of the the gateways for artists to really make a living from their 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 craft. So mm-hmm. um, I would I would say 
um, sort of describe what what a music supervisor does, and I think you you just briefly touched on it. Mm-hmm. What is what are some of the uh, the duties and jobs that a music supervisor would do? Yeah, so pretty much to 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 put it all in a nutshell, my job is to find the best piece of music to go to fit with the creative, right? To fit with the spot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it, it sounds easy, you know what I mean? But it, it's really not. And like, you you have to understand that music is what drives the emotion. You know what I mean? Right, and I tell right. people, you know, I break it down like this. You 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 take the, the you watch, put your favorite fium, film on, right? Whatever movie you like to watch, pull the music out of there and you don't actually know. It's, it changes the entire dynamic of the movie. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly how you're supposed to feel at that moment, right? So my job you know, as a music supervisor is to come in, find that piece of music that's going to fit with the creative and that's going to help convey the emotion that we're trying to give off. Yep. Awesome. I think that that really sums it up. And uh, it's funny you, you, you said that example because that was actually the same example I gave in my class yesterday was uh, there's the movie called The Lost Weekend. Um, and I think it was 1945 and they released it without music. It flopped. They released it with re-released it with music, and it won Academy Awards. So uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that underscores the whole point. Um, so yeah, yeah and so. and it's crazy that like usually in 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 my in this in throughout this the whole process, music is what comes last. Wow, you know, which to me it's crazy that it's an, an afterthought because I hmm. feel like the music should be one of the first things we think about because. Everything, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it tells tells you exactly how you're supposed to feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that to me is is just as important as the picture. That's that's interesting because it's actually the same way in film because I'm I'm actually working on music for a film right now. Mm -hmm. And it's the last thing to get done. (laughs) It's it's like everything else is the last thing to get done. (laughs) So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, um. Yeah, that, that's a whole conversation for another time. <laughs> why, <laughs> why is music coming last? Yep. <laughs> and education and no, let me. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll table that for a minute. Right, right. Uh, so, well, what what are some of the uh, the challenges on your job? What is it? What are some of the things you come up with every day that that sort of um, get you know make makes things a little bit uh, slower mm-hmm. <laughs> and and things that you have to work out. I think the mo- the biggest challenge that we run into, obviously there's challenges like, you know, budget constraints, you know, everything is all depending upon your terms, the budget and the creative, you right. know what I mean? Where's it going to run? How long is mm-hmm. it going to run? You know, all of those things matter. How many spots are they going to be? Um, and mm-hmm. how much amount of money you have. So the way our, our process works is we get our creative from the team, Right. They also let us know the budget mm-hmm. and the terms and the usage. So then we then take that, all that information, put together a music brief, and we send it out to the entire music industry. So that's record labels, that's publishing companies, management companies, talent agencies. We shoot it off, a blast off to all of those um, those people in the industry saying, hey, this is what we're looking for. Here's the budget. This is how much money we have. Here's where it's going to run. Mm-hmm. Here's the term and the usage and all of that. And in that, what they do is send us music that's going to fit our budget and our terms and also our creative. So I think the biggest challenge mm-hmm. is you, we're, we're limited to the songs that are sent to us. 
We don't just go in blind and okay. go rogue and just pull songs off of Spotify. We do sometimes, but we don't like to just because we'll end up getting options that, you know, might not, that it will be outside of our budget. You know what I mean? And at that time, you just, you just kind of run into a problem. So we like to just, you know, send out that brief, let them know how much we have, and then we get options back that are going to work within our budget. So that just kind of limits the, the amount of uh, music options that we have. Hmm. Um, the other battle is internal. You know what I mean? So pretty much hmm. what we like to do is, you know, we like to be on the cutting edge of the new music that's coming out. Right. And we like to be the first ones to use it. You know what I mean? So, we, hmm. you know, we're, we, we want to be the tastemakers. So a lot of the times the, the battles that we deal with is trying to convince our creatives and also trying to convince our clients that this is the right song, even though this artist might not be as huge right now, they're, bu- they're buzzing and they're going to blow up. You know what I mean? And we're, we're getting ahead of the trend right now before, you know, we could pay up, we could pay a hundred thousand dollars for that song. And if we wait on it, it's going to be a million dollars. Yep. Just like, you know, we, we were we were pitching Lizzo for a long, long time back in 2017 and nobody wanted to listen to right. us. And now you can't turn on the TV without hearing Lizzo. And now she's in, she's at about a million dollars. You know what I mean? So um, that's that to me is like the biggest um, the biggest hurdle, just because that just limits the creativity. And as a creative, you know, I, I like to have full creative control. You know what I mean? And, and you're just with with music and advertising you, you're just limited to there's just a lot of parameters that you have to stay confined to so that yeah so that actually uh sort of guides into a, another question i had and i think you sort of answered it but uh what are the some some of the styles of music that you look for uh the genres that you're looking for with with some of the ads that you're working on yeah i mean it, it's pretty dependent on the client you know each client has a unique sound um, and it's kind of our, our job to, to drive that sound and, and keep that going. Um, but pretty much it's always like there, there, there is a trend, you know, there is a formula. Right. Um, and, and pretty much it's like always upbeat with energy. You know what I mean? It's never, they're never really asking for sad songs or songs in, in minor key or things like that. It's always right. upbeat because it's like, they're, they're, we're, you know, with Taco Bell, we're trying to sell you tacos. So right, we want you to be right, happy. Right. We want it to be fun. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we want to motivate you to go get a, ta- a taco, you know, you know, unless you're doing like a, a, a spot for like a sad spot for like Kleenex or something like that. You know, that's when it might call for mm-hmm. like more of a, a minor key song. But most of all, you know, our creatives are always asking for upbeat songs with with driving energy. That's that's fun. Mm, OK. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um what what are who are some of the clients that you're working with that that you you personally are working with? Because you mentioned Taco Bell. Um, I saw on, on the the site you all work with Target and, and Volkswagen. Yeah, um, we we. What we, are some of the ones you're working with? We've worked with you know Taco Bell, Target, Dr Pepper, Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven, Uber, um, Nintendo, Bear Paint. Hmm, okay. We do Hulu. We do H and R Block. Um, Angel Soft. Um, awesome. Yeah, just just a ton of we work with a ton of clients. So it's a it's a wide range. Yeah, it's a wide range of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, are you mainly doing um, projects for television, or do you have uh, some online uh, spots and other other places that you use at to create ads for? 
Yeah, it varies. So our agency, we we do it all like it's all full like 360. We do everything. So we have a digital production uh, okay. department. We also have a broadcast production department, um, and a lot of our ads will run on TV, internet, industrial. You know what I'm saying, and radio. So all media. Okay. Um, sometimes they'll just run on internet. You know, sometimes it'll just run on industrial. Mm-hmm. It just it just kind of depends on uh, what client wants. So do you use music um, from libraries at all, or is it mainly uh, sending out the briefs and then getting whatever comes back? Um, no, we work with a ton of libraries. Okay. So we work so with a ton. Do. So libraries like Score Score, like Song Trader, um, you know, APM. Okay. It, it, just, it just depends on, you know, we pretty much have our go-tos and we know which companies are going to have which type of music that we need. Right. Um, right. So yeah, there's there's probably about five or six different music library companies that we work with on a consistent basis. Okay, yeah, and and if mm-hmm. and for the our our audience out there, which is basically the a lot of the independent artists that are trying to develop their careers, um, if what what avenue or what way do you think is the, is best for them to basically get their music uh, either placed with an ad or or you know any any other situation mm-hmm. with a music supervisor um you don't do you think it's okay to reach out directly or should they just try to go through a library and get get mm-hmm. their, their music up on the library somewhere I think both I think you should take every avenue you okay. can you know what I mean like like I said I mentioned Song Trader that's a really really good company um they focus more on real songs you know not just songs for for ads you know there are songs that are created just for ads but they focus on like real, real artists and, you know, real songs and they will help, you know, pitch and place your music. Um, and we use them often. Um, another company, like I said, APM hmm. gets your music out to them. There's extreme music, you know, um, and right. I, I do encourage you, you know, any artists out there who wants to get their music, just go for it. You know, like send out the emails, send out the emails to the music supervisors, go on LinkedIn. You can, you can pretty much find who is the music supervisor for what shoot them an email. You know, we get bombarded with a lot of emails and sometimes I get back to people. Sometimes I don't, Right. you know, but it's always worth a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you do answer emails. <laughs> I, I, I do answer emails very seldomly. Right. <laughs> but once in the blue moon, you'll answer an email. So, yeah, so de- definitely only only be- only because we're 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 super super busy, right? You know what I mean, so right. the the job is already demanding on itself. Um, so you know we we try to limit any outside stuff until we we're able to get caught up on work and right and right. things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, what um so what would you say are some of the best uh, experiences and best parts of the job of being a music supervisor? I think the best the best experience and the best part is just kind of seeing it it from the beginning, you know, when the when the the commercial is in the the creation form. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just seeing all the work that goes through it, you know what I mean? A lot of times we have super super time super super tight timelines um and we don't have a, we don't have a lot of time to 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 find music and we may have like two or three days. You know, uh, so it's just really, really right. crammed and rushed. And I think the most rewarding part is just seeing it on TV when you're out. You know, you just I see the commercials that we do all the time when I'm watching football or any sports or anything like that or just 
anytime I turn on the TV, I see a commercial that we did. So, um, which, which is, is, is crazy, you know, to, to think about, um, I might be a little jaded now, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a, a rewarding feeling knowing that millions of people have seen your work. Right. Right. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's what I would probably think would be the, one of the most rewarding parts of it. Cause I think with anything that that people do, any job or any any craft or something that they're working on, they want the most reach and more more people to be in, either touched influ- or influenced by it. And I think that that's a that that feeling that you get it's a, it's it is definitely worthwhile. I know, I know when I first heard my songs on the radio, I was like, wow, you know. But that's <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's rewarding. You know, it's really rewarding. It's, it's a payoff. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. So how how would someone um, who's interested in music supervising go about doing it? Is it the same? I mean, because your your path was sort of circuitous. You know, you met somebody, somebody you knew somebody, and then you got pulled in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for for people who are maybe not in LA or um, mm-hmm. may, who or don't have anybody that's connected to something, how would they go about uh, getting into music supervising? That one that one's just kind of tough because in there's just not a lot of music supervisors in advertising right you know what i mean and a lot of um to me i feel like you you just you kind of just have to know someone you know what i mean because exactly. there's not a lot of jobs that are open you know what i mean so you you need to be connected in order for you to know when those jobs do become open um so that you can jump on them at that point but yeah i just i pretty much see Anytime's like people will leave one company and go to the next. You okay, know what I mean? There's okay. not really new supervisors that are coming in. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I see people bouncing around that are like maybe a, a music a supervisor from this company. He'll leave and go to an, another supervisor role. So it's pretty, it's pretty like a uh, pretty much like a tight knit community. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like you you really have to know someone to to infiltrate that. And that's uh, mainly for the the advertising world, music supervising advertising world. Or, or I think I'd say music supervisor in in, in general. In general, wow. you know, okay. for film, film, TV, um, commercial, it, it's 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 pretty tight. Hmm. Wow. So I so I know I know a, a bunch of people in a tight knit group. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or a buddy, buddy of mine, he got into music supervising too, and that I I mean it, it seemed just like another job, but mm-hmm. uh, that's it's amazing that he was actually able to get into it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what uh, I guess, what would you say um, to somebody uh, to to your to basically a, a, an artist, maybe like your your little brother, or your cousin mm-hmm. who's trying to uh, get get into, you know, just getting their music heard and getting their music out there aside, aside from some reaching out to, to supervisors on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. and. What what would you say in terms of developing their craft? Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 do what I guess what what would you say for them to to do to make their own individual sound or uh, to get basically get recognized mm-hmm. as an artist? Um, because that that's pretty from what you're talking about. That's what it takes. At your sound has to you have to have this something else that's different from what's being bombarded mm-hmm. um, all the time. It's got got to be something that catches you. 
um, what what would you say to them in terms of developing their their craft or mm-hmm. you know their their style of music? Just making sure that there's a way for people to differentiate you from all the other people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get why people try to imitate somebody else's sound. You know what I mean? Like, if right. if there's already a little Uzi Vert, you shouldn't try to make your music sound like right. the little. You shouldn't strive to be the next little Uzi Vert. When somebody, why would they listen to you when they can just listen to Lil Uzi Vert? You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it, it's like yeah. in today's world, in today's music world, it's it's just kind of weird. This is there's like no rules anymore. You know what I mean? You you look at artists that like like mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, who combined country with a hip hop song. No one even I guarantee you when he made that song, no one even knew that that would. <laughs> even when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is just a funny song. No, now he's he's right, at the right. Grammys taking home Grammys, which is crazy to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just but what happened? He was he was different. He did something that no one had ever done before and it got hurt and it went the distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now when you hear that song, you you just you associate yourself with him. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to be different enough and just trust yourself being different. Wow. Yeah, I mean that I, I hope you all heard that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's tempting basically to do what's already been done. And, you know, people are passionate about styles of music. And don't get me wrong, I am too. You know, I, I love style, different styles of music. Um, but if you're going to try to be an artist and, and try to, quote unquote, make your name for yourself, um, you have you have to do something and, and definitely follow what's in your heart, of course. But, you know, you have to also mm-hmm. um, it it's it's a business, right? Um, you try to get mm-hmm. get into a, a marketplace and you got to offer something different. And that's that's just mm-hmm. the basics. Yeah, it's just, it's just just like it's just like walking. Trying to navigate in the dark. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just trusting yourself that you're going to just that you can keep going and you're going to make make it through. You know what I mean? You got to you got to position yourself as the light. You know what I mean? No one wants to be the first person to walk through the dark. Right, in the dark. Right, you know right. what I mean? So it's like but those those artists that do are the ones that end up coming out on top and they're winning the Grammys and, you know, they're having millions and millions of streams and things like that. So you just you just have to have to trust yourself. Yep. And obviously, you know, you should definitely take your music to, to <laughs> and let people hear it and, and get honest opinions and feedbacks. Because if it's trash, it's trash. Right, right. And everybody's going to know that it's trash. You know what I'm saying? But so get to a point where you feel comfortable about your music and you feel that you're making really good music and just keep pushing. Right, right. Well, that's that's awesome, man. This, yeah, this has been a lot of great information. And I hope... Uh, um, people listen and pay attention to what you're talking about because it's you know it's it's very um, yeah. it, it's very uh, poignant and very direct in what what you're telling folks and you, and you you give specific directions and so um, it's you know that mm-hmm. everybody can succeed if if you really put your your nose to the mm-hmm. grindstone and 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 develop your craft but also if you do what what he talked about is reach out to people um, and and just stay on the grind stay yeah. out, stay reaching out. And uh, stay busy, but um, but yeah, if people want to reach out to you uh, and follow what you're working on, um, 
can you, is there any way like either Twitter, Instagram, whatever? What, what are you using? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram at uh, at Desmond D Davis. Uh, that's my username. Um, and yeah, you can just follow me on there. I, I post a lot of, of my work on there. Um, and yeah, LinkedIn. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I do respond on LinkedIn. Yep. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Or shoot me shoot me an email. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. Let do, do the LinkedIn. We're not going to give out your email, but yeah, <laughs> we'll do the LinkedIn. And and then uh, if he if he if he feels like giving you the e- his email, then he will. Yes, <laughs> okay. sir. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, that this has been this this has been great, man. I know I know you got a crazy day. So um, um, yeah, we'll 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 wrap this up and uh, and thank you thank you for for being on this podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.